Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Nordic Swimmer. This is on Tech. I, Meagle Falcon. Life has been chaotic. There's no other way to say it. Fortunately, finally, after what feels like three months of chaos being all at the same time evicted from a place that I actually really enjoyed, despite the fact it was a very run-down upper apartment in a duplex. I enjoyed being there. I enjoyed being not too far away from my place of work. Unfortunately, I had to not only quickly find a place to move to, but get my car up and ready because wherever I'd go, it was almost a 100% chance that I was going to have to drive to work and my car was in no status to move. Actually find a place while at the same time being audited at work from three of our biggest customers. It was, it was rough. And for those of you, well, actually, well, all of you who stayed subscribed, despite the fact I wasn't able to put out new subscriber only episodes, those who are just subscribing now, and those who put up with the sporadic schedule for both the early bird briefing and Eagle Eyes on Tech. There is no word in the English language that can sufficiently express how thankful I am to everyone that continued to support me through that time. And I wish I could give more. In fact, it, it feels kind of weird because even though this is now the very first week that I'm not in the middle of a move, finding a new place, staying late at work, recreating and re-double checking physical paper and digital copies of every order I can. and making sure everything adds up correctly. I am incredibly grateful that things are finally, finally returning to normal, despite the fact that, in fact, we ended up having just this week, someone at work just quit. Someone who was actually very important, just get up and leave. No explanation as to why, which, by the by, um, if you are dissatisfied with work, I'm not telling you how to work your job, but at the very least, talk to someone, whether it, preferably HR, but even another coworker. In the case of our work, the person who left said nothing to no one and would only say, oh, I quit as she was getting in the car to just leave. 
period. We have no idea why. We could have worked out something. If it was like, oh, well, the conditions were just, tell us. Talk to us. I just don't understand. And it is infuriating from the point of view as an employer. Because now it leaves us high and dry without someone. And it was a problem that most likely could have been avoided. Where everyone could have been happy. Both our coworkers that now have to scramble and fill quite a big void. That could have saved me quite a headache because I'm now scrambling to find someone qualified for the, for the position. And could have helped the, her and helped the, the employee that left. Because it would have meant, you know, at least keeping the job. Even if they had something else lined up, it's just like, you know, okay, fine. It's just, I get that. And if they want you to start now, I get that. Just talk to us. Anyway, enough of my venting. I want to talk for a minute about some of the stuff we didn't get a chance to. All right. And unfortunately, uh, some of it was lost, so I had to go and recreate some of the stories. But first, I want to talk about some new privacy features from Firefox that its sole purpose is, in fact, to strip the tracking parameters out of URLs. So if you've ever seen these sort of things, there's some URLs are just massive. They just have a whole bunch of gibberish at the end. Like if you take a YouTube link and you're just getting it from like a Discord or something, odds are the link just has, it's like two or three lines and it's just insane. Do you know in the case of a YouTube link, um, all it's youtube.com slash watch question mark V equals. And then I believe it is 11 characters. Yeah, it appears to be 11 characters. And then sometimes there's like an at and then a whole bunch of this stuff after that. Everything after the at is scrappable and unnecessary. And in fact, a lot of it is solely for the purpose of tracking where you go and sell your advertisements based on that information. This feature from Mozilla will automatically strip that tracking stuff. And in fact, they go over the details in regards to which ones are going for politics, Drip, Vero, HubSpot, Marketo, and of course, our personal favorite, Facebook. Now, the way to go ahead and enable this feature is, in fact, going into your settings in Firefox, going to Privacy and Security, and you will see something called Enhanced Tracking Protection. If you set it to Strict, it will automatically block these social media trackers, which unfortunately means that for an influencer like myself, it does give me less information if you go ahead and use some of my links, but it means that 
companies like Facebook are not seeing that you're really, really looking for kittens and therefore can just be fed a whole bunch of ads for a whole bunch of unnecessary things to take care of cats or just have more kittens. Facebook is going to inevitably turn you into a crazy cat person. It's not fitting. They just turn everyone crazy, so why not? So, huzzah, huzzah, a welcome feature from Facebook. Shifting gears radically, though, Intel, a lot of talk is about its 13th gen Raptor Lake CPUs. Everyone assumes that with Raptor Lake, this is their second generation, by the way, of their big little architecture. Which, not gonna lie, very, very interested with. However, everyone assumed that Raptor Lake was going to be DDR5 only. Which doesn't sound horrible, except the fact that DDR5 moves a lot of power delivery onto each memory stick and thus increasing the price of the memory sticks. But that means those components that be on the motherboard aren't there. So therefore, the motherboard should be cheaper, right? Well, unfortunately, with the way motherboards have been, um, no. Cheap motherboards are actually very hard to find. And in fact, motherboard manufacturers are going out of their way to try and increase the price while giving very few features to justify the price increase. So, the word that Raptor Lake may in fact support DDR4 is very, very welcome. It's just gonna depend on which board you get. Do you get a DDR4 board and get the cheaper memory? Or do you get a DDR5 board and get the more future-proof memory? I will be very curious to see how much of a performance difference it makes between DDR4 and DDR5. I imagine for this generation, it's going to make nil down the road. Of course it will. Once we get to 14th or 15th gen, I'm not entirely sure what AMD is going to be doing. I think their next generation is also DDR5 only, but I'm not sure. AMD's next gen is also going to be huge. All right. I want to talk about the first NFT game console. So, first off, I hate it. The headline alone about the first NFT game console um, makes me want to light it on fire. Just because NFTs have brought nothing of value to anything at all. And everyone keeps trying to incorporate NFTs and saying it's better and refusing to elaborate why it's better. And it is driving me nucking futz. So the Polium 1, which is in fact the first NFT game console, pretty much just has what appears to be a old DualShock controller with some rounded, with some roundedness in it. And, um... It will support the world's first multi-chain game console so that you can... So it'll be built on different blockchains, you know, in case one of them fails, it just moves on to another one, and will support 
all kinds of NFT games because, you know, all the all games that run on NFTs are fantastic and wonderful and definitely provide some value. But the best part is that their logo, um, it looks dangerously close to the GameCube logo. Like, very, very close. The only difference, you know how, like, the GameCube logo, like, tries to make a G? Basically, they just turned it a little bit and cut off the portion where the outer edge of the cube meets with the inner to make the G so that the void makes a P. It's almost creative. Almost. Except it's also blatantly ripping off the, uh, the GameCube logo. I just have to ask why. Why are you done this? Who is act but besides the absolute complete idiots that are staying on the crypto ship as it's sinking before our eyes? Who wants this? Cause keep in mind, most of the things that People are just like, oh man, don't you know? With NFTs and gaming, that means you can sell your virtual assets. Cool. I couldn't. There's many games where you can already do that. The blockchain doesn't make that possible. Oh, but you can make. You can use a digital currency to make your purchases. Uh, cool. That that already exists. In like most MMOs. And almost all mobile games. In fact, you even spend cash. You can even skip the point where you convert your real cash into your fake cash and actually just go play a mobile game because it works so well there. You know, for the benefit of the consumer. I'm still waiting. Please, tell me, talk to me, explain to me how NFTs actually provide a benefit to gaming. Oh, you can use a unified currency between all platforms. Oh, cool. So I can go grind on one game for a currency to go use on another. And in order to actually play the game I want, I need to play a different one because it's way more efficient and optimized to go ahead and get the fake currency there to go ahead and use in another one. Or, you know, you can just not make games like this because every single game that's based around a in-game or well, almost every game that's based around an in-game currency in order to do any kind of content. has been predatory and toxic. I'm just telling you this right now. I don't want to go ahead and grind stupid bucks in Clash of Clans so I can go ahead and spend those stupid bucks in Diablo Immortal to end up 
doing a rift run that was vastly inferior because it was bought with stupid bucks instead of real money because you know how this whole thing is going to go. You know even if there's a unified premium currency. Eventually a developer will ditch it in favor of their own. And even then, what does it do for the developer when the value of that premium currency crashes? Like every other new cryptocurrency we've seen over and over and over and over again do just this last year. So please, explain to me again why NFT gaming, why cryptocurrency, why Web3 is worth my time. Because so far, I get far more value ripping your arguments to shreds. Because that's all they are worthless and deserving to be torn to shreds. Ubisoft's Quartz, the biggest NFT gaming project out there, failed. That Axial play to earn game failed. Every single one of these action, every single one of these games failed. So guess what? I hate to break it to you. But until you find a better use for your technology, it is doomed to fail and you should not invest money into it. For it is just throwing money down a black hole because a bunch of idiots have drunk so much Kool-Aid, they believe they're BS. And I am just completely sick of hearing about how NFTs are the future and no one can explain why. Especially since for the most part, the actual legality and claim that NFTs have of, of ownership doesn't stand up to law. Let's talk about a game that actually did fail, but not because of Web3. I want to talk about Terra. Terra, unfortunately, is no more. It originally launched in 2011. The game actually was very interesting, very stylized. And in the end was, um, there's no other game quite like it in the MMO space. It was oddly enough, like a Dark Souls game anyone could play and was an MMO. 
but of course was very stylized to like a Korean Japanese like a very anime-esque sort of audience it was an action RPG like a Souls game where you needed to time your blocks time your dodges time your spells there was a lot of skill involved in the game unfortunately the developers worked very hard at the beginning it was a great game when it launched but shortly after their first expansion TM when they increased the level cap to 65 you could start seeing the quality start to dip they even had a decent story of your character starting off a, as a recruit in the great alliances military to try and take down bandits and and eventually take on an invasion by it by an ancient force known as the Argons that were consuming all in their path. It was a it was pretty good, and especially considering your main competition at the time was either A, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, which at that time was in the middle of self-destructing, going through the A Realm Reborn project after they were a titanic disaster and World of Warcraft which had no story to speak of still even to this day I'd argue they don't have a story to speak of what they do have you should ignore very ignore it's stupid And they actually even had some good lore going, Terra did, with talk about gods betraying each other. Each of the various races within the game actually had quite a bit of backstory. There was a, there was a lot there, but the devs only a few years into the game just, they didn't care. The game director didn't care, and they never bothered to replace the game director with someone that actually would have guided the game in a direction where it could have evolved. Instead, it continued to devolve. Big raids became way less common. You know, you know, just to replace the bigger raids that a lot of guilds had a, had a lot of fun doing, they would instead just use world bosses, so it's just one big chaotic mess with trying to implement raid mechanics in there, but it's just basically a giant death fest because, of course, you couldn't follow those same mechanics in a world boss. And while I'd say about three years into this game, it was great, Year four, year five, you could feel the quality 
leak away. New content would just be more and more outfits for the one race in the game that was the most popular that people would buy outfits for just to dress up their to dress up their their cute characters. They focused far too much on money and not enough on the content of the game. Funny enough, not too long ago, I'd say six, seven, eight, nine months ago, somewhere around there, I can't remember exactly when, MMO YouTuber Joff Strife Hayes actually reapproached Terra in his worst MMO ever series. And worst MMO ever, it's not meant to beat a game while it's down. It's meant to draw attention to what is wrong with the MMO and what needs to be fixed. That's how he approaches it. What are its strengths and what needs to be fixed? The problem is that Terra has basically been dead and just in like an autopilot mode for the past six years. Instead of new zones, new story, new quests, you just get rehashed dungeons with chunks taken out, tele lazy teleports thrown in, and just thrown to a boss that, story-wise, you beat years ago, but now the stats are scaled up to your level. It makes no sense. They didn't care. So... They announced in mid-May, I'm sorry, in mid-April, that quote, after much consideration, the team in South Korea have come to the conclusion they are no longer able to offer the exciting and satisfying content that the players deserve. I would argue this was the case six years ago Gameforge which was the last publisher Terra had said as the last remaining publisher of Terra it is with heavy heart that we must respect Bluehole's decision and we will also have to shut down the game On June 29th, the last day of Terra, a game in which you'd only see roughly six people in the main town square. Sometimes on the weekend, it'd be up to 12. Everyone came back to meet up with everyone again. To catch up with everyone. To launch up the last of their cosmetic fireworks they had. Everything they've been saving for a long time. 
one last time before the server shut down at 4 a.m. Eastern Time forever on June 30th, 2022. And that is the end of an MMO that could have been amazing. I mean, think about it. A Dark Souls-esque action RPG MMO? Or in fact, you had not only areas where casual players could very easily just progress on, have fun, do dungeons with friends, but even have more challenging raid content. And even out in the field, there were monsters they just called BAMs, which stands for big, I can't say that because we're trying to stay PG here, monsters. And there were like mini bosses you could solo, like a Dark Souls boss. Unique mechanics, unique tells, all of which you'd have to read, block, dodge, parry, whatever, to handle each one. It could have been the MMO to beat, but was mismanaged into oblivion. And it didn't help at all that their fans were incredibly loyal, incredibly, insanely even. Until the tools they made were suddenly banned. These couple of bad actors found out how to exploit the game using them. And you could tell the day after that, the population of the game crashed. The day Terra Proxy was cracked down against was the day Terra died. And it has been in a, and it was in a coma until the plug was finally pulled on June 30th. So, that's what could have been. It is unfortunate that it's gone. But, let's end on a sillier note. In the city of San Francisco, Many autonomous vehicles are tested. Why? I don't know. I would assume you'd want to test your autonomous vehicles in a closed environment and not in one of the most densely populated cities there are, but... Here we are. And in fact, Cruise that operates robo-taxis ended up blocking traffic in San Francisco and just wouldn't budge. Let me tell you, if companies like Cruise hope to operate with vehicles like this, that there's no driver and no way to control the vehicle, these sort of things really should have been figured out long ago before it was ever decided to put in a 
in the streets of a major city. In addition to that, the vehicle was also pulled over because it was driving without its headlights on. Which then, of course, the officers initiate a traffic stop. To which then the vehicle pulled over. And then officers weren't sure what the heck to do because there was... no one in there so what the heck did you do these are going to be the interesting things as we move towards autonomous vehicles but I will say this I guarantee you they are going to have to start with having a manual override for when for when these start to hit the road so folks that is going to do it for this bonus episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech once again I want to thank you all for continuing your support and I again I apologize for the erratic schedule I know I've promised bonus episodes during the time as we're returning to normal I plan to have more as things begin to turn back to normal. I will ask you to please check out the daily podcast, The Early Bird Briefing, anchor.fm slash early bird briefing. And I tell you to check my Twitch page at twitch.tv slash eaglefalcon, but I got a feeling that's where you found this in the first place. Take care, and I hope you have a great day.